Welcome back, everybody. Nice to see you all again. Fernandia here as usual. And today we are super excited to have a special guest joining us on the podcast, Patricia Lohan, founder of Powerhouse Feng Shui. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, we're delighted too. So we're just starting a new series and you are our second guest in this series called Fortune, Fortune Telling. Telling. And so it's like you being told how to get your fortune <laughs> but not like I lots of different yeah i know it's nice I right? love it. um so lots of people pointed me in the direction of your podcast um having spread the word that we were doing this and this was kind of our topic and i think it's like a perfect i listened into your podcast episodes and i was like this is brilliant it's perfect she's really clear and she's right on all the topics that we're really interested in right now and we obviously there's so many subjects that we could talk into around feng shui but we're going to try and stick to the ideas around money and abundance and how to call those things in a little bit today Mm -hmm. because of the series that we're doing but also because i think timing wise there are a lot of people who are struggling right now Mm -hmm. with these topics especially post-covid in the last two years a lot of things have changed a lot of people have found themselves in that weird liminal space between things where they're kind of asking well how can I still create abundance but not wear myself to the ground or how can I create Mm -hmm. abundance in a job that I'm in authorship of so I think that this will be really nice um to talk into and, and like we said we put a shout out on social media for if anyone had any questions and we've had so many questions yeah, so we won't be able to do interest. all of them but we'll, we'll do kind of pertinent ones mm-hmm. but I thought it might be a smart way to start just in case people weren't clear mm-hmm. if you could just give us an overview of what feng shui is mm-hmm. so um feng shui is a 5,000 year old practice and um it is essentially acupuncture for your home or alchemy for your home so that supports you for um a happy healthy life like when you actually translate tra- uh, feng shui into you know english from its uh, characters it means good health and good harvest and you know harvest is what we have what we harvest it's our money um and actually it's been very very heavily associated with feng, uh, with money from the chinese perspective you know and feng shui masters are are called as basically engineers in china when there's something going wrong and wrong in a business or a family uh, but they're their finances they don't call like their financial investor advisor they call their feng shui expert to come and see what's going on in our house um when people um yeah, and typically people ask me like, well, how do you know your house is bad feng shui? And I'm like, well, how's your life going? You know, how's things with your finances? How's things with your health? How's things in your relationship? Um, because that's actually what the true reflection is. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I've, I've been practicing um, and into feng shui since I was 15. Um, and that was the, the, the start for me was this deep connection with the fact that our, we spend so much time in our physical environment. It's a very dense energy um, and unless we change our environment, we won't, you know, we can do all the changes internally. And I'm sure a lot of the people that you're going to be talking to on the podcast about find fun, about abundance and money, we're talking mm. about mindset and investing in actions and your money blocks and clearing all of that from the past. And um, yes, amazing, exactly. But when you uh, found and attracted the home that you're currently living in, it's a match to you, to your unconscious, to your energetics, mm. to your frequency. And, um, you haven't looked at changing your and you do look at changing your energy around money and abundance um but you don't change your house things don't change yeah it's where you spend all your time and we always talk about it in terms of 
like physical cleanliness we say like you know you're spending eight hours in your bedroom at night or whatever it is like that's the place where you want to invest all the time in terms of energy yeah. clearing in terms of like detoxification i suppose mm -hmm. and so i guess yeah. it makes sense from an energy flow point of view as well yeah. um yeah. and how quickly when people make the sorts of changes that we're going to get into talking about how quickly do things start to shift like is it 10 15 years things is one of those things where, oh yeah well i did make that change 10 or 15 years back and now things are better or is it like how <laughs> Um, it depends, I suppose. One of the things is people think that, um, you know, they come and they're like, Patricia, give me a tip for feng shui that's going to change my life. And I'm like, yeah, I can give you plenty of quick tips that will change the energy on the on the surface with your feng shui and you will see shifts and improvements. Um, but actually, one of the misconceptions about feng shui is that it is a DIY cookie cutter kind of all do all the things and it's generic. Um, and uh, feng shui is actually acupuncture for your home. And the practice that I teach is from Eastern philosophy um, and the idea that every house is unique. So it will be like asking an acupuncture is saying like, I have, this is my issue. Like, where do I poke the needle? <laughs> you know, what yeah. needles are, you know, it's like actually um, when we work with our clients, we actually give them bespoke reports for their house based on when it was built, based on its location, based on the size of it, based on um, the shape. Like there's a, it's a very, it's a much more complex practice than most people actually think it is. Um, so I'm here to kind of actually, you know, demystify that and say yes on the surface and we think that feng shui is a surface practice but it is actually really energetic um so you know you go to the acupuncturist she doesn't give you fashion advice on what to wear you know yeah. <laughs> she she will give ideas or he will give you you know maybe supplements and these are the right things to eat and that's kind of where i work with the on the on this level with people i'm like here mm -hmm. what you can do on the the easy things you can do but on a deeper level it's about the energetics that's going on it's the invisible energy it's what you can't see is really what's having the direct impact on your bank account your relationships and your career and your health I'm sorry, sorry. Joe, both is joking. Is it like, so is the practice intuitive? So if people are like, you know, if people aren't, let's say, versed in feng shui, is it the case, you know, the way some, a lot of time we sleepwalk through our lives, like we sleepwalk through our jobs, through our personal mm -hmm. relationships, through our homes, through our whatever it is. And it's only like, one day after 12 years, we can go like, actually, this side of the bed is really fucking sore. I'm going to change my mattress. You know, I've been doing it for years. Yeah. Is it the sort of thing where you just have to wake up to it and it becomes like, does it become intuitive? You know, you kind of start like, does it, or, or does the practice really need like depth and depth of understanding and book knowledge? You know what I mean? Um, so, so actually it's not intuitive. So it's not like I walk into a house and go, mm, this is what's going <laughs> with your house. Like that's not actually it. That is um, what I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not like that at all. It's actually, there's um, very complex calculations that we analyze a house um, based on a lot of different factors to say, well, actually the reason that you're having these financial issues is because of this and this is how you fix it. And um, this is where I become an intermediary with people is because most books get into a really complex thing. And I'm like, no, yes, you don't have to do that i'll just tell you what to do <laughs> i'll do all the calculations and i'll tell you what to do um and that's how we, we we've been doing it because a lot of people um, in my world will have come in and be like i just bought i bought a book about feng shui but i just just tell me what to do patricia give me my report what's wrong with my house how do i fix it um so there's there yeah and like the, the whole my whole role i feel in this is making sure that people actually realize that it's um it's beyond the you know 
where your bed goes like the position of your bed is not going to have a direct color correlation with what's going on in your finances and 99 percent of the time the bed will only go in one place in your current house it, mm -hmm. you may have a second option and if, if it is one of your optimum directions amazing but if it's not you're it's not going to be life-threatening Okay. okay, and that's something I was going to ask because um, <clears throat> after listening to your podcast on money and abundance, Lydia had literally booked the builders already. She was like, "Uh oh, foundations out," <laughs> because I don't have the money to do that. It's the podcast, um, but I was thinking I, we did the house mapping from mm -hmm. looking in some books and different things and mapping out me and my neighbor Laura. We have we're in a street mm -hmm. where all the houses are the same, you know, essentially. And so we were figuring out like north east means mm -hmm. this and where does that land and where, you know, and looking at different spaces where it was saying, you know, in this area you need to, you know, this is where you might have your altar or this is where you need mm -hmm. to remove these kinds of things. And like some of them like I think the one where it's like good to have an altar and to call in all stuff is like in my water closet, like in my, you know, the room where the hot press is yeah. so you're like hmm, that doesn't really work in our house so are there some houses that you go to that you're like actually this is just a situation where it would be better to move house or can you always no. work within that house no um you i've never told anyone to move house we can always change the energetics and something like say placing an altar that's just an intentional thing so you can put your altar wherever feels good for you um uh you know i i have like so for example with clients we do work with like find your prosperity area and it, what if it's the bathroom does it mean you've no money in your life like no it's not like that and you know the altar is something that you want to have an altar in your home place it where it's going to be easy for you to access and to use and um, that's very like the intentional layer of feng shui um and you know a lot of focused people like i literally had just did a live earlier and a woman was like i've heard that just having one door is bad feng shui i've just bought a new house what how can i change it i was like never mind that focus on everything else that you can do to feng shui your house like don't blacklist your house saying it's bad feng shui because i've heard this one thing like i really and i think that's where the day there's a dangerous um line with this is because we can kind of just like write off our house because we've heard the stairs is in the wrong place. And I'm like, mm -hmm. there's plenty of millionaires that I work with at their house, the front door faces their, their stairs, like plenty of them. It's okay, <laughs> you know? So, um, and I think this is the, the really important thing is that it, there's many, many layers to this practice mm -hmm. that, um, you know, what we want to do is, optimize your home there's no perfect feng shui house my house isn't perfect my bedroom in our bedroom in ireland the bed is not in the best location do i still have a great night's sleep yes i do but i know that the fundamental energetics of my home are off the richter scale they are so good it is so harmonized so all those little other things don't really matter so don't get caught in the tiny details yeah so today you're going to give us some kind of little pointers little tips mm. little things that people kind of can start yes. off so yes. if they haven't had a chance to book in with you or maybe they don't have the finances right now yes. these are some little things that they can start to do to look at changing the energetics in their home yes, around sure. yeah well first of all um like the very first thing i would say to you is you know your home is a mirror of you so if there's um a resistance to allowing abundance there's going to be resistance around your home there's going to be places that there's like friction points so i always start at the front door i always recommend that you start at the front door and you stand outside your home and you think is it easy to find 
you know, I literally did um, a feng shui in a day consultation with a client and I couldn't find her house. I couldn't find wow. it. I was like, if you can't find it, how is the energy and chi going to get to your home? So is it easy to find? Is and was that about, sorry, was that about like the painted um, color of the door? Was it like a long winding driveway? Was it like... It was on a side country the... road and okay. the sign was like this size, like this tiny okay. little sign with the name. Okay. And I'm like, where... At, where's the road where do I go you know Gosh. so like I couldn't find it so you know and then the next step is like when you do get to the house like do your spirits rise or fall like is it easy to get into like the whole idea of feng shui and if you just even bring it back to the acupuncture analogy it is about flow it's about ease and flow and and movement so you get on, I just, the first visual I'm getting is a house I did a consult on years ago. And I got to the front gate and the gate was all squeaky and ugh, and it was just like, oh my God, I can't even get in here. Then we got up the step, up the hall, up along the drive and it's all weeds. It's like untended to, un not looked after. It's like not happy. The door was all cracked paint. And then it was just this jam. Like, and I remember saying to her, I was just like, so are you having difficulty? Like, um, like, you know, just what was it I said? It was just like this idea, like where the front door is like hard to open. It's like, are you struggling with things in your life? Because it's like, it's a struggle. It's hard. So where there's like tricky, difficult in energies. And the thing is our unconscious life, we just, we're walking in every day past that gate and it squeaks and the, the mm -hmm. weeds are there and we're not seeing it so the idea is taking out and starting like with a set of fresh eyes looking at your mm -hmm. home from a place of this space is where it is literally directing have a direct impact on my own personal energy mm -hmm. on my bank account on my relationships am i looking after it and where is those little signs like it's talking to you like the the gate the weeds the front door not opening so just like these little points just moving around on the surface level you could really start to feel a shift in your energy as you start to just tend to your house like you would look after yourself yeah and if you have say like a million locks on your front door and an alarm system that makes you feel really safe when you're in there but is ultimately really difficult to access and to get into where does that sit on the energetic spectrum of like positive abundance invitation because you're not inviting in anything you're keeping yeah. everything and out. like even just those like you know that and, and like even welcome mats like i'm just like yes. you know, the welcome mat i got you once is like welcome to the madhouse and i'm like what are you saying <laughs> about your family like what are you saying like and literally it wasn't mad in there so it's like what well, like welcome like come on in we want to welcome you in is your door like literally one has had i was like there's cobwebs everywhere and it's like stale it's stale it's a bit stagnant and it's just like oh we don't even want you the number of locks in the door i just don't to be honest i don't really overthink things like that i'm like eh, you know i'm more i'm more concerned with like is the doorbell working are the light bulbs working like is the light working that can represent being burnt out like exhaustion so it's like every part of your home is mirroring that different part of your life so when you get in to your home do your spirits rise or fall? Do you feel good? Like, what's the first thing you see? Do you see? And, you know, we're like, how does this re relate to our to your abundance? But like, if you the first thing you see is a big pile of shoes and it's completely overwhelming, like you're going to be like, oh, my God, like I'm overwhelmed. I'm not even in my house. And I'm feeling overwhelmed. This is meant to be my sanctuary. Yeah. 
like how yeah, am I going to, you know it's like how am I going to create abundance and call an abundance if it's all blocked up you know if the door doesn't open fully you're not bringing it all in if it's like all the coats and jackets behind the door like all the winter coats like we're in summer now and I know it could be cold in Ireland but you don't probably need the biggest jacket could probably yeah. go into the wardrobe you know mm-hmm. so it's like that opening allowing and then bringing the chi in and as you come into the house then you start to see well what's the first picture I see so for example in our home in Ireland our front door opens into our prosperity area do people know it's my prosperity area does it look like my prosperity area no what do I have there I have a beautiful painting that I commissioned and when I saw when I saw this artist's work I was like oh my god I love it and I have a picture behind me that's like all trees but this one is just this cherry blossom it's on gold it's like oh, cherry blossom in full bloom. It just feels so abundant. It feels like I walk in and people come in and go, wow, you know, and that's what I want people to feel when they come into our home. They go, wow, this is beautiful. And that's really important because you may find, and I remember a client being like, Patricia, my prosperity here is my toilet. And she was like unemployed at the time. And I was like, well, let's just like make it feel abundant, like make your home feel like how can you upgrade little things so in the bathroom I was like she got new fluffy towels she got nice posh soap she you know it wasn't like this big oh my god I have to gut the bathroom and change everything it's not like that it can be just like the subtle nuances like of like what are you making do within your home and what can you like upgrade nice and easily and and make it just feel better so in that area for example in our prosperity I'm just thinking what else we have there we have like um some books um that like I really love a little um vase what else I have just like the first thing the first thing I think of when you say it though is a place I went to when I was in India this amazing, like, you know, very rundown former palace thing. But as you walked in, there's this huge stone dish full of rose petals. Mm. And yeah, there's there's things, I think probably everybody has some like immediate yeah. visual reference for what they want to, like to have as their own kind of sense of prosperity. Here. Often it has to do with flowers and petals, doesn't mm. it? But like, and cherry yeah. blossom is one of those like ridiculously abundant things, like mm. very short lived, but when it's there, it's like, like you can't miss it. And everybody wants to, be in contact with it. everyone wants to take photos in front of it everybody wants to just like gaze up into it, it makes a lot of yeah. sense yeah so and then from there like for me around your home it's like from like a pers- from a prosperity aspect like it's associated with um water is one is the element uh, one of the elements of prosperity and um and represents that sense of flow so you know if you have a leaking tap just see every drip as 50 euros down the drain drip 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 because it's not holding the container it's like the, the it's leaking and um, in the bathroom we often associate it with um with abundance because obviously there's a lot of out you know exits in the bathroom we've got the toilet the sink the, t- the shower the bath whatever it's a lot of places where it can just escape so we do recommend keeping the bathroom door closed keeping the toilet seat down like is it the end of the world no but it is just a small recommendation and just even hygienically it's good to keep the door toilet door closed and the toilet seat down but but that idea of just like really important to just be mindful of like how am I tending? And that that's the kind of like I'm keeping my money in, I'm keeping my prosperity in, I'm keeping the door closed. Um, and as you then move around, the next thing I would say to you is looking around your home for anything that's broken, anything that's not working, you know, anything that's chipped. Um, and you're like, how does this relate to my prosperity? Well, it's depleting your energy. 
So if it's depleting you, it's depleting that area of your life. So it may not be your prosperity area, it could be a health area, but if it's not working, it's creating that sense of like brokenness in that part. And it's also, you're just not in a place, you're like, mm, I don't feel like worthy of having something that's good. So you're like having this, like, let me, like, and a lot of people have this, especially when it comes to um, abundance, it's about like knowing there's an infinite supply. So if you're holding on to something that's broken or not working, you're saying, I don't believe that there's more. I would prefer, and like I have feng shui houses, like multi-million dollar mansions to tiny studios in New York. Um, and all the way in between, it's not about the aesthetics of the house. It's not about it being perfect, but it is about things being operational and working and making sure that it's like, that, yeah, that making sure that there's that sense of just like kind of yeah, tending to it. So I think broken, I think not working is really important um, and get rid of it. Like I'd prefer you to have, you know, a picture on your wall or have a blank wall rather than a picture on the wall that makes you feel feel like unhappy so I'm thinking of like a woman's office once and um her office was set up like perfect feng shui for optimization and I was like tell me about that picture on the wall and it was a winter scene it was a mm. winter scene and it was like yeah. all snow and was, and you know if we just think about Samhain and winter it's not the time of like growth it's not a time of prosperity this is her office this is where she wants to be rich and abundant and call in all good things and she says, and I was like, tell me about this picture. And she's like, oh, that was my ex-husband's. And I was like, okay, so something that didn't work out, the winter scene. I was like, that has got to go. Like, so, you know. And like, <laughs> it's like it, having a little coffin in the corner. Just like, just gonna, I just like. Literally, I'll just put that there <laughs> to remind me of something that didn't work out. So like, we don't <laughs> realize but it is literally our unconscious is at play with everything mm -hmm. that we, we have in our homes. Mm -hmm. So you want to be like, what part of me put this here? What part of me created this? So, you know, Lydia, you spoke about, you know, wanting to create an altar um, in a space. Um, I wouldn't recommend having an altar in your bedroom because you don't want any spiritual beings or anyone watching you when you're in bed um just disrespectful basically um but you could put it in another little space in your home that would just feel good for you and it doesn't matter about the specific area I think there's a lot of like clinging to oh this area has to be this so um you know this area has to be this and I have to have that in it so for example when we do feng shui um we use compass school flying stars so we look at the prosperity areas the as the south east part of your home and then they're like it's people ask me like oh my god but it's not a corner it doesn't need to be a corner it could just be part of a room it could be part of your whole living room it could be your bathroom uh -huh. it's more about just recognizing the fact that there is a part of your home that mm. is um directly corresponding to your prosperity and abundance and um and then being like, right, well, what's in it? You know, is it where I store like all this stuff from my old business that I'm not in anymore and or divorce files or, you know, I, I've seen it all cushions that say really terrible things on them. Like You do not believe what could be in that area. And you're like, OK, well, I'm just going to clear it out anyway. It's like the first thing you could do is just clear it out. Mm -hmm. um, and especially when it comes to like from a feng shui perspective, people ask me, they're like, oh, you know, I couldn't tell, I can't do the feng shui because my house is full of clutter. And I'm like, just describe what the clutter is. And they're like, well, you know, it's just not that tidy. And I'm like, tidy is not feng shui. That's nothing to do with feng shui. 
-hmm. what we want to do is like if you're talking about the dishes on the counter from this morning's breakfast or the clothes on the bed from yesterday that you haven't done or the laundry basket like ultimately you know they're all going to get tackled you know you're going to do the dishes you know your beds are going to sort of you know that's all gonna that's called life so okay. just minus life that's all fine <clears throat> or the kids playroom and there's another one that people get really like oh my god but the kids playroom I'm like are they playing with the toys if they're not playing with the, those specific toys get rid of them but if it's yeah. like they are using them that's fine it's moving and um, it's more for me about the places the cupboard that you're like oh god I can't look in that cupboard or I haven't looked at that shelf for a while that is where yeah. the stagnancy is created and that's where yeah. there's where I would invite people to release um, and to really go into those little spaces and clear it out and with that energy you'll start to see like that kind of shift of like oh wow look at I just cleared that and I've moved that out mm. and so tell me there was something that you were saying about red string and red string being put around maybe the outflow taps like oh, you were yeah. talking about um, and we were <laughs> me and my neighbor were talking about this afterwards and she was like but ask her where can I put the red string because in the modern houses like all the pipes are inaccessible they're always like put behind sealed, sealed into yeah, these yeah, things yeah. so like then what where do you put the red string just don't do it it doesn't matter <laughs> Okay, I think this is one of the things that like we can really overthink and be like oh my god now my prosperity is wrong because I can't do the sink like you know that is definitely just a little like for me I just like love giving people like doing little quirky fun fun things like I actually got I just did a feng shui um person recently and I had this thing I was like oh I'll just do it because it's an extra thing but I know that I've already feng shui the house and put the remedies in and it's balanced like I know that but then if the client if, but I can also just add that little extra thing in so it's not going to be a direct correlation you know it's like there's you know so I wouldn't if you can't get to it it means it's fine. Like, don't worry. It's like the 80 20 rule with nutrition yeah. as well. You see 80% yeah. good and 20% you can do whatever. Don't even think about it. Yeah. Exactly. And so, um, another thing that was coming up for people was this notion of you shouldn't have your back door facing your front door. Ideally, that wouldn't happen. Um, yeah. And in, say, my house, for example, the front door opens into the hallway. Then you have ahead of it the door to the kitchen and at the other side of the kitchen is the doors to the back garden right so they're yeah. they're not quite a straight line but they're like this um if one of the things that you were saying was well if there's a door between them yeah try and keep them closed so yeah. that's fine in my husband my friend's house she has little kids and they're just running around inside and then yeah. there was the thing of well you could get a curtain but again with little kids not very practical because they can pull it down is there anything you can do I think you mentioned something about like not stopping the energy, but helping it to kind of flow better when you come mm -hmm. in through the front door, like making yeah. a little space inside or plants or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you could do that. I think it depends on space. Like it really depends mm -hmm. on space. Like in our house in Ireland, originally our front door came in and it went out straight to double doors and then I had like a um what I we, I was able to kind of create a little welcome table and set it up um so that like when you came in you kind of had this little thing that stopped you but most small like a small house with a straight back door 
um, you know, I would say mostly it will be less about the door face and the door will be like, if it's glass, that back door is glass. I'd be more concerned about that. Um, and mm -hmm. if there are doors, like just close it when you can close it. Like the kids go to sleep early. Like, so yeah. the kids go to sleep, close it, you know, um, um, and not getting attached to the reason that your finances are wrong is because the door is facing the back, the yeah. door is facing the back door. Again, it's this, this idea of the fact that like your house is your house and the prosperity area could be like it could be the house type you know it may not be nothing to do with the front door facing the back door you could put plants on that back door at that back door as well um if you frost the glass is that the same thing you could put frosted or frost you can just put like a decal like one of those kind of stickers. Yeah. you can put those kind of yeah. stickers to frost that. Okay. But if Anything it isn't so glass but if it was a solid door it's definitely not as bad as a glass okay, door yeah. um, yeah. and if you do have doors in between you could put um just try and get one of those in an automatic closer yeah Mm -hmm. and are there any particular powerful materials to use around the home let's say people are building a home mm -hmm. um any particularly powerful materials that that help to like improve energy circulation or lock in abundance in the home like brasses or woods or metal or stone or the particular like materials that you like to work with because of their energetic properties from a feng shui point of view or does that have a so so what we would do if, we, if someone was building a new house from scratch we would actually mm. just go to the very start mm. and identify the best location for it on the site mm -hmm. um you know um I'll, I'll give you access i have a free mini course that goes through a lot of different aspects of feng shui and different house types there are four different house types and like if you have the flexibility and this is where it kind of starts at the very beginning you know that lady's house her front door facing her back door if i was working with someone with a pen and pencil pen and paper and pencil and i was able to like rub it out i'd probably be like okay can we move the door over a little bit so it's not facing mm -hmm. the back door but now it is that way so it's just is like and then it was like well what are the other things we can do you know and i think this is a really important thing to get in it's like if I'm starting with someone with pen and paper, I'm just pencil and I've got like an eraser, I can go, oh yeah, that's fine. I could just clear that out and change that little bit. That's where you have like the, the kind of free reign with it. And even that you don't, like we we still, I still find people's houses from that scratch part and locate it on the site to be like, okay, if it's here, we can, it'd be good for people, good for money. Five degrees in difference, it could build a house bad for people, bad for money. So when people come in, they're like, I'm looking to build a house. I'm like, oh my God, can we actually just check this and make sure like the, but mm. sometimes you don't have it. Like we had one client in, in Mullingar. We could not, like it had to be on this exact line because mm. the council wanted on this line. It's still we still be able to manage and mitigate and make it as be the best we can, but it's not per it's like we're not trying to achieve a pre perfection or we're trying to do the best that you can with what we've got. Um, and there's more flexibility when we're using when we're on a plan, but at the very but at the end like 90% of the people that I work with we're just working with their existing house um, and how we can optimize it from there. And the so materials, the, the materials you asked about, like um, when we're we're working with the five elements in the house, but um, typically natural materials, like that's the most, mm -hmm. that's like the, the best that you want to go with is as natural as possible. Um, uh, but yes, yeah, so that would be with materials. Okay. And so the, and so the overview, what I'm hearing you say is if you're reading books or listening to podcasts and you're getting these kind of little spot tips, they're really nice and they're really fun, but ultimately it's not about the specifics and the nitty gritty of the thing having to be all these specific ways so it's not like a it's not a prescription or a science thing where you kind of go mm -mm -mm. you have to just it's more about if you've got a home that you're not working with from the beginning it's more about like how you feel in that space and how you feel in each room and how can you make it 
the most beautiful and flowing feeling to you rather than going through the book and going well this is my prosperity area but it's in here so now there's nothing I can do about that so I just have to tie some red string it's more like you've got to look at it with your fresh eyes and then think about what that stuff means to you rather than the specific location in the house and the orientation so the specific location in the house um, matters when I'm doing a consultation for my clients because mm-hmm. I'm analyzing the exact energetics that are happening in that area, <clears throat> like invisible ones and how to balance and neutralize them. But, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but you can do any of the intentional things in any place that makes you feel good, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. there's a dance, you know, and finding the prosperity area, you could totally find the prosperity area. And I often tell people, find it, make sure it's clear clutter, make sure it's clean, make sure that you maybe have an image that feels good. Like if you love goddess Lakshmi, bring Lakshmi in. If that resonates with you, if you love Fortuna, if you want to bring Ganesh in to remove obstacles, you totally can do that because it's your house. But it's like part, it's not going to be like the, the be all and end all of it. You know, it's more of like an honoring and even like a bowl of coins overflowing. I love recommending that. And that for me is just an intentional thing of having that sense of an activation and a reminder, like there's always more money. There's an infinite overflow, you know, that we are adding things in very intentionally to support it. Um, But when it comes to like the deeper level, when we work on creating people's personal report, those areas are vital, like absolutely crucial for me to know and to know what's going on energetically and how to balance it. So um, yeah, there's a little dance with that. So it's not about like, and yes, definitely your house has to feel good and um, for you on intuitive level, but as I said, it's not like for me, I'm not doing like tuning in. I'm just like analyzing and be like, how do I fix it? Just wondering, does, uh, does feng shui incorporate like energetics when it comes to electromagnetic frequency stuff? Mm. um either around routers or around underground streams where diviners would often do like is there any crossover between those disciplines so um that's a great question and basically when we do the feng shui we are looking at the bubble of the house itself like literally the bubble of it uh, itself so it's like that it's in the domain of that and then um i have trained in geomancy and divining and all shamanic work and energy healing and clearing emfs and i just love that practice um, and we do introduce it to our clients and our community as well because i think it's important for them to be aware of and um, but they don't really kind of cross over if you know what i mean like they're mm. not like it's like the feng shui is one specific thing and the other land work is another thing doesn't mean that I don't introduce it and tell people about it you know so if there's EMF levels we can we'll douse and check for it and we have someone in our team who does that work like full time and um, to support people because um, it is important to bring into into consideration and I always tell my clients like turn off your wi-fi at night don't have your phone beside your head you know Mm. you want your bedroom to be a sanctuary you know if you're not sleeping properly how the hell are you going to get up and go to work and be creative and make money like you know it's like there's a direct relationship between what's in your physical environment how you're sleeping how you're feeling to your to to what you're creating and so if people listening are like okay that's it I just need to get her in and I need to get her to work on my house and sort it out how does that process work is it like a series of consultations is it you come to the house one time how does that look yeah so I um don't do I've just that first time in seven years I did an in-person consultation last week in Wales this week in Wales and um, we do everything virtually um we've been traveling um basically on our honeymoon for the last six years um between Bali India 
Slovenia, New York, Greece. So we've basically been traveling for the last six years and, wow. and I've been feng shuiing houses um, through our program Powerhouse. And actually it's been a hundred times more, more um, like, I think that the thing is when we dive into the journey with feng shui, you need to be part, it's part of a community and being part of other people doing it. So Lydia, you talked about having your neighbor, like when you insert something that you're part of a journey, because it's not like a one-off thing. You're not going to go and be like, I'm just going to do my feng shui. It's like, it's an evolution of you evolving with your home and changing with it. And when we place our, and um, so people join our program and it's a bit different from online courses. We create a customized report from your, uh, for your house. So when you create your personal report, create the personal report, and then you go off, like you don't have to read books or figure it all out. It's like, this is what you need to do. They implement that and they have our support to implement and then support to adjust and address every room in their house. So it's like the photos of their bedroom, the living kitchen. And we have a community that's like, shares their wins. Like, so we've had clients and actually back to your question about like how immediate are people's results? Like I've had clients who put their last remedy in and their son had a $70,000. Like she put the remedy into her career area and her son had a $70,000, won a $70,000 scholarship. We've had people have lot of wins. We've had people Mm. clear, had literally people have had their mortgages cleared and they got, got a debt. They've like you name it, we've seen it. Um, and the results can be super fast for some people or it can be ironically really fast for the husbands. So I'm just thinking of one of my clients, Deirdre, her husband um, ended up getting like a new job, a new company car and a pay rise, like this massive big pay rise. She did the feng shui, like it, I, six months later, she ended up with a new job, but he got all the stuff immediately because he probably had no attachment to what was going to happen. So it's like, <laughs> really we see like, this unfolding like it's it's basically I think for me with this journey is like as you've been working and involving on your journey it's like the clearer you are with what it is that you want and the clearer you've been doing your own work and your own practices the more your house is going to know what you want and the quicker it is for it to happen so I see it with people who've been doing their own journey and on their own personal development journey that they get like um results pretty quickly um and some of them can be literally like overnight like and then and then others it can be just this like journey of like seeing things improving like we have clients on our journey with us now for five and six years every year and they're just growing their businesses evolving expanding more success more wins and it's like it's just beautiful because they're part of the journey of like their home supporting them growing expanding and um and allowing it to support them because when your home your home is basically the foundation of everything it is that foundation mm-hmm. and um if you plant your seeds on a balanced harmony you know in a lovely fertile soil of intention into that that's what it supports you so it's like this it's kind of that piece of the you know manifesting jigsaw puzzle that is often overlooked and when it's balanced um, and tapped in and that's one of the things if this is you to kind of bring it back like it is um, about balancing this yin and yang energy, which is connect, connecting to universal source energy. So when your home is aligned and connected to universal source energy and balanced, you become balanced, you become more aligned and everything starts to flow. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever seen a, a full housing estate built on feng shui principles? If they do, and have I you seen? haven't. Yeah. Um, Just be I really haven't. interesting. I know. Because um, like because... you can imagine it would magnify the effects on a personal basis to a community basis that could be phenomenal uh it i i would love that i would love that Mm. i've worked on schools 
Um, I've okay, worked cool. in um, on like small little tiny studios, people in mobile homes. We've done like massive big mansions, you know, mm-hmm. everything in between. Um, but I think it will be super interesting because then the thing is every, if we were doing an, um, an estate and say like a round estate, every single house it was in a, in a circle would be completely different. Exactly. Yeah, that's what would be, be really all completely interesting. Different. Yeah. And um, okay, so how do people find you? Where where's your website? What are your handles? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. So you could come to see me at patricialohan.com or um uh and that's where I have a guide for you know more money tips. I also have a guide for feng shui in your office, and um, but I also have my cor- my mini course, which is feng shui one hundred and one, um, and it's called it's at freefengshuicourse.com. So freefengshuicourse.com, um, but you can come to follow me on Instagram. I do loads of reels of like in my travels. I just love spotting bad feng shui and good feng shui and be like this is good this is bad what do you think and gets people thinking and taking action so you can come over and if you have any other questions people could just send me a message i'm happy to answer the questions um you said lydia about my podcast powerhouse feng shui podcast and there's tons of episodes there about everything in feng shui wow that's brilliant Trisha, thank you so much it's been so interesting and so yeah it's just so many things like we're in my office at the moment and i'm thinking of the slightly dreary painting that i inherited by a very good artist but really i'm not attached to it it's going i mean it's it's, it's going to go up in my attic or to somewhere else very like not the tomorrow. attic not yeah. the attic not 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 going to the attics attic. are dangerous for storage i was actually going to ask you that is it dangerous to shove stuff in the attic yeah, because it's going to create more on your yeah. head, like more tension on your head. <laughs> She's got a bad attic. I have a bad attic too. I really can't. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. So it has to go out of the house. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. if you're feeling from stress, overwhelm, tension, headaches, uh, <laughs> that headache, that attic is like coming down on you. Mm. And what about if your garden is like really overgrown and like wild yeah. oh, I think I feel like you're really wild. nudging somebody uh, like nudging someone and being me um <laughs> obviously way is more like inside your house but it is important <laughs> to tend to the external as well um yeah, yeah. for sure tend to my garden for sure <laughs> Yes. I tend to my bees. Like I leave my bees. Welcoming. Too. Yeah. Okay. Easy to get fine. into the front door. With the table tennis table to be specific. Tennis. Got it. Okay, fine. Yeah. It's on the way. <laughs> Trisha, thank you so much. It's been uh, so lovely. To re- to you. Really enlightening. And so many things that are firing <laughs> off here. Between there's, there's going to be a bit of a bit of discussion, a bit of debate, and some change. <laughs> I love it. That's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. Thank and just you want, so much. Just yeah. want to say thank you to our sponsors finally, uh, Clearlight Saunas, for uh, bringing red light into my life. And if you want to bring it to your life to help with inflammation, with immunity, with general energy, with sleep, all those things, come and talk to us and we will help you get a hefty discount from that. Invite the abundance of red light into your life. Also, yeah, if you want to support our project, we now have a new eco-friendly sustainable clothing line for people who like to wander we have a small capsule collection of clothes that we have consciously created and sourced from the best possible sources all organic all natural for your skin and all of the proceeds for that help us to keep this podcast yeah, going so, so you can go to the wandering into wellness project.com you can see all of that and you can also find all the rest of our podcast episodes there and all of the other workshops and most events that we're doing coming up as well Absolutely. Stay tuned for more of the series. Okay. Uh, Fortune telling. Bye for now. Thank you very much, Patricia. Bye.